Okay, let's talk about how I want to lawn fight the animator from Pokemon <laughs> Legends Arceus. Wait, 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 wait. I, I want to go animator? to his house. Did, That's did a good they, point. Did, did they have an animator? Because I, I really am having trouble thinking that they had anybody um, doing serious work on that game. I, I've, had, I, I've had my character's feet um, move in a circular motion that kind of reminds me of like how a dog scratches behind its ear. But under its body. <laughs> and I'm like... Like, you think I didn't catch that? I know it was two frames, but it was there. And uh, that's not something to be proud of. I'm it's honestly just... glad that I waited on this. It, For basically, like... like it, I mean, it sounds like gameplay-wise it's fun, but like it also sounds like a lot of these things were just like... So, so here's, here's the thing. What do you like out of playing Pokemon? Probably the collectathon stuff about you'll it. You'll be just, fine. You'll love it. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the thing that's like, I, I probably would, but it's just like, I will probably try to wait until I see this thing on sale or something. Like, have that's you ever, have you ever wandered around in a Pokemon game and had to go through the dumb little animation where it starts a battle just to go, oh man, I wish I could just throw a Pokeball at that and not have to actually battle it because I want to see if its stats are better than the one I have. Or yeah. it, it's that. It's yeah, just that right. you're not waiting for a loading screen for the battle to start. You're like, oh, hey, throw a Pokeball. Got it. You can catch, yeah, you can catch like six Pokemon before you even put it in your party. And then you can, gotcha. like, go to the, the, the Pokemon professor and, like, run through all of them at the same time. Hey, which of these suck? Okay, yeah, let's get rid of all those. And since you're completing the Pokedex, as in, like, you're not catching something and then, like, the Pokedex entry unlocking by some magical way that I don't understand in past Pokemon games now that I think about it. Because mm-hmm. um, that part never made sense. You know, you would catalog magic. every Pokemon, but you would pull up a po- you would catch a Pokemon, then the Pokedex just suddenly knows everything about it. Like, no, that's bull. Um, <laughs> in this, you're properly helping write the Pokedex. Like, yeah. you have different things, and once you get so many points or whatever in a Pokedex entry, it's considered done. Uh, and yeah, that can be yeah. things like catch five, catch eight, catch ten of this. It can if, be make this Pokemon use self-destruct 50 times, which is kind of rude. If Yeah, yeah. If we learned anything from this Pokemon title, it's it's that. It's that we... Like, it, it shouldn't be this, like, you catch one and cool, all the information's known. It's like, no, I broke its legs 15 times, mm-hmm. and this is what it did. Uh, so now I know a bit more about the Pokemon. Okay. Like, it's it's very... I, I do really like that about it. But the things that are bad, the sound is absolutely just... Why? Like, there's... <laughs> at some point, it's complete silence. Right. There's not even background music or ambient sound. Or footsteps or anything like that. The, no. the biggest thing you get out of the music is the nostalgia factor. The fact that a lot of it is recycled music from other games. That's about <laughs> it. Um... Uh, th- again, that animator, give me a call. Because <laughs> if if we're looking to throw down on someone's front lawn with boxing gloves, uh, I'm your man. Because you the, need to hit the, the visuals, visuals graf- graphics, it's not pretty. I think it's fine. I think it's passable. For, mm-hmm. for me, personally, I just don't think... I don't well, associate it with... To, to me, passable and good are very different things. <laughs> <laughs> but it does have problems, like things that are, like, deep, like, rooted problems. And I think they pulled them from, 
I think it's just because they pulled that code half. They had to have pulled that code directly from Sword and Shield, and then reworked that code. And when you do that, it, it, and in, likely it's someone different that looked at the code and reworked it. Like so, this should have been something that, because of the level of difference that was going on, that probably be better to have just been a ground up. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it definitely was not a ground up. Yeah. There's no way. But again, the gameplay is great. Amazing. Um, yeah. It's so much. Fun to like, except the inventory management. Jesus. Oh yeah, ugh. yeah. They're like, let's make it a real RPG. Let's oh, give them some inventory management. Let's let you pick up every disposable little thing that you can consume or use to craft something, but not give you enough space at all. The and game while we're of at menus. it, let's let's in-game nickel and dime you to death for one inventory slot at a time. Yep. God. And they don't even do they even tell you to go there? No. I found that guy randomly. Yeah, you just yeah they to, don't tell you. It's the classic RPG trope of you just have to talk to everybody. Um, yeah. I talked to a guy and he's like, hey man, I can teach you how to pack things better. And I'm like, that's a weird way of putting it. Uh, you should have sure. started with hello. But I'm guessing sure. this will give me some extra inventory or maybe a bigger backpack or something. No, no, no. He just he basically is the guy that you go to on YouTube that's like, you're packing for a long flight and need to have a smaller carry-on? Well, here's <laughs> how you fit extra socks in. And it's like, that's basically the guy. That's Try true. my vacuum bags. <laughs> I wish it was vacuum bags. It would work better. Maybe it is vacuum bags. Instead, this guy consistently ups, like, upcharges you more and more and more with each one inventory slot he gives you to the point where you're paying like 100000 for one inventory slot. Yeah, crikey. It it's is stupid. brutal. But this, catching Pokemon I, is really fun. The way that yeah. Pokemon like have mass outbreaks that happen is kind of cool. They brought that back from some of the earlier Pokemon games. Yeah. Um, shiny farming is a lot easier in this if you care enough about it. I'm more about alpha farming because I do like the fact that you can visually see that Pokemon have different heights. Not every, you know, not every Pokemon is the height that it says in the Pokedex. That's an average mm -hmm. height for a reason. Um, and you can catch the alphas, which are massive compared to everything else. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so it sounds like I won't write this off then, but I'll probably wait till like a summertime slump or something like that. That'll get so, this. And uh, if you were going to say sale, now is like the best time because the, the, the red dot store is doing their um, like try monthly buy two get one deal. And it's part okay. of it. So, hey. um, it's, I mean, it's, if you're a core fan of just, mindlessly catching, then cool. Um, I've been right. laying in bed at night with my son like wanting to watch me play Pokemon, which has been kind of cool that I can just lay there and catch Pokemon, and then he waits till I, grab, till I get a Pikachu again, but I don't have one right now. Because I caught an mm -hmm. Alpha Pichu, and then I evolved it, and then I evolved it again. Um, they have changed ways that some things evolve. I still haven't beat the main game story-wise. I think it's very gimmicky in ways I don't like. Um, and I feel like there's way too much potential without finishing it myself, yet mm -hmm. I'm at the point where I'm like, is this a cop-out? Is this game going to be canon and matter? <laughs> is this going to be like Mario 2, I woke up and it was all a dream? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of got on that with like the story because I did watch like the first few hours of it. I was watching um, Ray stream it on Twitch um, from like the very beginning of it, and it was just like, Hey, you're in a dream, maybe, kinda, but we're going to turn your cell phone into here, and now you dropped out of the sky, and you're here. Yep, that's you, you the story. Out of the, you dropped out of the scussy. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I was scrolling and TikTok, <laughs> and there was like a VTuber streamer playing it, and someone in their chat was like, what's that big thing in the sky? And instantly, like, oh, that? That's the scussy. <laughs> the way they said it broke me. <laughs> I died because it's just a big rift above Mount, above Death Mountain, and I'm gonna call it Death Mountain because that's definitely what it is. You, you didn't even fall from there. Yeah, the wind yeah, you carried you pretty one. far from the. From the Where we drop the boys? As you play the game, you find out there are more of those. Like as you play, um, time space distortions happen. Yeah, um, and those are actually really cool. Those areas that have the, they get like, brutal because everything in them is aggressive. Yes, but you can have like four alphas spawn at once on you. Like you can be <laughs> like, oh look, an alpha Porygon Z and an alpha Toxic Croak and an alpha Snorlax. I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you can also run away from battles a lot easier. You can just detach right. from the battle and book it and hope the Pokemon doesn't kill you on the way out. Yeah, choose it. What I do is I just pay attention to the little like icon that shows if you're visible or not. And as soon as I go, like in, as soon as I'm not in sight, yeah. crouch it out, dive in the grass, and then they spawn on you yeah. in in the time rift. They don't like spawn randomly. Gotcha. Um, so then you can <laughs> chuck a few pokeballs and and you, like they even have critical hits for throwing the pokeball. So if All you're right. behind them, so you have a greater chance. Or if you you know. Nail them in the head or something like that. Uh, from um, behind, especially. Behind. Yeah, um, I don't think they did anything. If like, you catch them you know, unwary, you can get them from behind and stuff. Or if they're in the middle of eating something and they're a calm one and you can get close enough, it'll even work from the front sometimes. But right. I think yeah. my biggest, I think my biggest complaint is also like the biggest like cool thing, and that is as far <laughs> as gimmicky, you know, getting rid of trade requirements. You can still trade to evolve stuff. But now for like Onyx, you can just get, use a steel coat on it and it evolves to Steelix. That's cool. Um, yeah. But Pokemon that were trade only at Evos before, like Haunter and um, Machoke and Graveler and Kadabra, you can trade to evolve them. But now you can get an item in the game that straight up is a link cable. It is an okay. old school Game Boy link cable that you can just use on them. And the reason <laughs> that bothers me is that that's too meta. So now I don't know if my character is from the present time in the Pokemon games or is from, like, 15 years ago in our world. Right. you got to play more to find out. It's bothering me so much. But I do like the idea of, like, getting rid of it because conceptually the idea of having to buy two games at once to trade back and forth is kind of outdated. That was a big right. thing because that was Japanese culture. You were meant to go out and have friends and trade with each other and do stuff like that. You don't really do that anymore, especially since we're in year three of a global pandemic. Like, it's not a big thing. Yeah, good times. Like, it, it does some things really well. Yeah. But at the risk of going on about this game for an entire hour, do I still recommend people play it if you're a Pokemon fan? Begrudgingly, yes. <laughs> Do I think it's a great game? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Am I having fun with it? <sighs> Heavy sigh. I guess. <laughs> For sure. Alright, if you guys didn't know, this is the Mammoth Games cast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Jay. With me this week, we got Johnny. Hey-o. And Brian. Hola. 
Let's jump into Isn't the Brian, news. aren't you specifically with Brian this week? I am. Didn't you phrase that wrong? Oh, you should have done the intro, Brian. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> too late for that now. We've come too far. Let's with talk about Brian money laundering. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, let's let's jump into this one. I know you read you you posted this one, Brian, and and read it just a little bit ago. Right. I had to This one's wild. I had to reread this one on here. But basically, um Let's see. Turkish police in 11 different provinces took 40 suspects into custody for an alleged money laundering scam uh, that utilized Twitch's uh, streaming services and, like, bit donations. So, uh, according to their, and I don't know how to pronounce this, but I would look this story up on Kotaku, um, the suspects are accused of using stolen credit cards to buy bits on Twitch. And with those bits, they would then send it to, or they would um, send them to streamers who then paid the scammers real money with like a 70 to 80% refund. So if the scammers bought a thousand bits for $10, they could be, this could be a way for them to make seven or eight dollars from a stolen credit card and the streamers pick up the difference. Then you compound that with like more stolen credit cards and higher dollar amounts. It's essentially that they're, they were able to get away with about $9.8 million. Damn. Yeah. Now, I will say that coming from the financial world, that's wild. Like, that's 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 a smart way to do it. Like, they are right. definitely, yeah. like, they it's are like crazy flipping like crazy. Yeah, it's like, say what you want, but, I mean, you can call them money launderers. They could also be called entrepreneurs. Like, well, job creators. They I mean, were, the point but they were also still stealing scammers. credit cards, too. <laughs> they are still stealing credit cards. You got me on that, yeah. yeah. I don't have a rebuttal beyond that. <laughs> so there's the problem. I had this conversation at work the other day, and you know my job, which makes it a weird conversation for me to have, but they're, it's job security. <laughs> Look at how many people that are now employed in fraud departments and like consumer identity protection departments and things like that and transaction verification and all that different stuff that wouldn't be working if not for all these fraudsters. Yeah. yeah. Look at all these credit cards and insurance companies and all these other things that are getting extra kickbacks and getting extra government funding because they're protecting people from all this stuff. It's, like it's a circle of life and it's so so awful creating jobs yeah. <laughs> it is so awful that I know for a fact if all the scams just stopped one day it would put so many people out of work well well, I kind of like my thoughts it would just be and feelings about like things like the tax industry is like and maybe instead of having to privatize this entire industry to tell us how much we owe the government why doesn't the government just tell us how much we owe yeah, because well, that's not how you play that game. And you that's logic. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know how much I owe you with taxes, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, how much do I owe you? Well, you, well I can't tell you that. Well, I'm just not going to pay him then. Well, you have to. Well, how much do I pay? Well, you tell us. How much do you want to pay? But what if you I'm tell wrong? us. If it's too high, we'll give you money back. If it's too low, we're going to break your legs. Yeah, Turbo tax. If you, and if you pay us wrong, we'll just <laughs> Turbo take you to jail. <laughs> The wink and the gun with, like, it being a TurboTax ad at the end is so good. 
it's like, damn. It's, it's like Peacemaker, but instead of having a dove of peace on his gun, it's the little TurboTax <laughs> logo. <Yeah. laughs> no, but for real, if you fuck that up, they will take you to jail. Tails pointing in the wrong direction, it doesn't work. <laughs> God, that's such a good show. Oh Everybody God, go watch yeah. Peacemaker right now, after this. After you're and you're a, you stick does. around for this, and then... And you're a monster if you skip the intro. So, completely sidetracked. I have to. Now, you said the intro. A, the intro's amazing. I love that music. I love that song. That dance number. The choreographer <laughs> that did that dance number, do you know the story about that? No. So, the choreographer that did the dance number was was tasked with having to come up with a dance routine for non-dancers that they'd be able to do very easily and learn easily and do well. While also being That makes a lot of sense. Well, they did great. This person, while they were in quarantine, while they were isolated... Um, over the past, you know, pandemic, have right. they they worked with their husband at home? Their husband was kind enough to help them practice the dance routine, and this so is that, the part I love. So that when they got to go show <laughs> oh. the crew how to do it, um, when they got to the studio to show everyone how to do it, the husband got to go with. And the husband, I think I remember bits and pieces. Is real. Wow, the husband was super into it and very good at it. Um, yeah. The husband is also a very well-known actor and voice actor and just all-around great person, fucking Alan Tudyk. Boom, Alan oh, Tudyk. There it is. Coming out of left field, my <laughs> man. So now I appreciate the opening scene even more because I picture him dancing it. That's awesome. And then I go back to the fact that he has most recently played a toucan in Encanto. <laughs> he did. That's and he was right. a chicken. And he was the that. chicken in Moana. He just—he's out here, out here trying to get all that Disney money. Smart. He was—he was also in. Um, yeah, he's been in Star Wars several times. Oh, he's yes, he's K two S O. Yeah, yeah. Dang. He's the best. He's like there's there's, I swear the day that something bad comes out like, about Alan Tudyk doing something terrible, I'm just giving up on entertainment as a whole. Right. For sure. But that is a great segue working Star Wars into it because, surprise, EA and Lucasfilm officially announced three new Star Wars titles being developed at Respawn. Right. Then that's How including um, Jedi Fallen Order 2. Yeah, that is including. And then the other two is a first-person shooter game, which is right up Respawn's wheelhouse, and then the other is a real-time strategy game, which interesting be dope because Star Wars real-time strategy has always been fun. Yeah. How many stars are these guys going to war? <laughs> Enough. God, Enough. Please like respawn. Let me, yeah, give me, give me a dope. Like, give me Titanfall Star Wars. I'll be happy. I'll, right. I'll, give me Republic Commando, please. But like, as Titanfall. Yeah, they they have so many directions they can go. Especially thinking about this first person shooter. Yeah. Like just seeing the way that it can uh, kind of evolve naturally is going to be super interesting. Like, what if this was them revitalizing 1313? Oh, yeah. They already had cool. talked about that. Especially with, like, some of the more leaked footage that had come out with, like, um, actually showing, like, you with Boba Fett's armor, like, chasing down some dude that was in, like, a cantina or something. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And then, like, the RTS game, like, I've always been a fan of, like, Empire at War and Galactic Battlegrounds... Galactic Battlegrounds was a game that my brother and I would play all the time when we were growing up. We loved every single one of those cheat codes and probably still have those memorized, like <laughs> Simon says with the killer killer Ewok Simon. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, and, and that one's right up Austin's alley as well. Like, this would be the... He's like, first-person shooter? Who gives a shit? He's like, RTS? Huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> now we're talking. So, um, they didn't really release any like substantial information, like, hey, we're working on this. No, um, I think it was more kind of like akin to some of the stuff like Ubisoft, Ubisoft has been doing where... They're announcing that they're working on it, so that way they can try to get developers to join their team, knowing what it is that they're working on. Yeah, yeah. It, which seems to be like a common thread that's been starting up here these last couple of months. Yeah, and we'll actually see that in. Um, a, I don't want to say an article because it's not really an article. Yeah. Um, but what we'll that, that'll be a recurring thing that we'll see again, uh, you know, as as we continue on with this podcast. Um. Well, I, I guess it actually kind of goes into the next thing that we're talking about anyway. Right. Um, Blizzard uh, building a new survival game in an all-new universe. Um, yeah, this one I caught, it was it was kind of out of left field because yeah. we, it was hot on the tails of all of the acquisition uh, talks. And mm-hmm. then suddenly one day there were just job postings up uh, yep. where they're like, hey, come help us do a big survival game. And the jokes are aplenty. I'm not going to make that many of them. Um, but there are, there, there are none too many people out there making the joke of, oh, is it a, is it a, like a simulator? Is it a Blizzard uh, employment simulator? <laughs> <laughs> my, my roommate actually applied to uh, two of these jobs. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and, and he's worked with, uh, he worked on Bulletville. Um, where he concept all of the characters for Bulletville. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me about that. And then he modeled them, and then they hired a Blizzard model modeler, like three D character artist, to come yeah. in and rework some of his models because they wanted a different feel to yeah. it. How many of um, them had overly gigantic shoulders or shoulder pads or pauldrons that I can think of? Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. That, that's interesting. It was interesting that this just kind of popped up, and this is usually where you like find out about these things. And they usually don't say unannounced survival game really big at the bottom of the post. Right. Um, usually it's just like unannounced title, and then you get into it. Um, happened to another friend of mine. Uh, he said he was working on the new Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and in reality he was working on um, the Marvel Avengers game. Got it. So... Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know what that means or what we're gonna get out of this, but I think I excited to see what they got. Yeah. So, I'm hopefully with a better work environment. I would assume so. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Like, yeah, yeah, I would definitely assume so, especially with Blizzard or um, the Microsoft acquisition. Yeah, Microsoft just on how diverse they are higher up. The majority of the I, I looked at the breakdown, and I don't have the photo in front of me, but it, of course, had Phil. And then under Phil, the majority of people under Phil were um, women. And I was like, wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect that because you look at most companies and you're just like, we got to be diverse. And it's always the, like, lower rung that's diverse. Yeah. And then the upper rung is just all, like, old white dudes. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that, that was that was surprising. But... 
that that should be good for Blizzard and Activision both. Yeah, which I think they said, or Microsoft came out with a statement that they are pretty um, safe that uh, they feel pretty safe that that acquisition will go through. There shouldn't be any legal blockings for it or anything. It is still going to have to go through the FTC, but I don't yeah, think that's yeah. going to mean anything. All that's that going to do is give it. politicians enough to rearrange their stock portfolios. Yeah, I hate like, it here. <laughs> <laughs> Any any time something like that gets raised up, all it is is like government speak for, hey guys, shuffle your portfolio a little bit so you can make some money when this stuff booms because you know it's going right. to. Like if you can't already dump a little bit of extra money into Microsoft right now, it's a damn good time to do it before the next year because it's not going down. Not Big looking good. at those representatives who decide to invest in Zoom and medical equipment right before the pandemic was really publicly announced. Not looking at those people at all. All right, let's get into PS5 uh, mobile capture uploads. Finally. Finally, just so you guys are aware. Um, PS5 will finally let you uh, auto-upload captures to mobile. Um, No more of this bullshit where you have to grab the photo, send it to yourself, on PS5 and then look at it on your phone and go that way. Or originally uplink it as like a tweet or something like that right. and then pull the video from there, which is something I, I've had to do. So. Yeah, I've done that as well. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's a totally a thing now. Um, you, uh, let's see here. It's, it looks I, like it's just automatic. You just have to enable it right. uh, in general. So, um just look through those settings, and, and if you're not interested, you can completely ignore this part of the show. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, it's oh, go for it. I was gonna say, complete side thought. Uh, we're talking about PS5 and just PlayStation in general. Um, we didn't drop it in here, but you can officially link your PlayStation to your Discord. So actually, I did uh, drop that. I didn't drop it here. I put it. We should have reorganized it. We yeah. should have put. We should have put a few of these things kind of side by side. It oh, is, yeah, uh, there it is. Never yeah, mind. I just it, don't read ahead. All right. Well, let's truffle shuffle this thing up here, and we can just go right into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you neither are major things, but they're they're neat. They're they're steps yeah. forward. And I think the Discord thing, um, which is pretty simple, um, you, you can just look online to see how to connect that. Uh, you just do it right from um, your Discord going to settings connections. Uh, mobile user setting connections and then you just select the PlayStation icon or logo and log in um, and boom now your Discord will show what you're playing on your PlayStation. You can also do the same thing you know on uh, of course you can do that on Xbox and and Steam and things like that um, if that is your thing. Now this doesn't mean that it gives you integration to be able to chat on Discord on PlayStation and do that but that's the direction that they're moving in, from mm-hmm. what I understand. So, that'll be nice. Um, yeah. Can you do that on Xbox right now? Can you download Discord on Xbox? And no, not that I'm aware of. That's I the wish... place that needs it. Right. Especially with um, everything with uh, their Game Pass um, cross-play, cross-save compatibilities with PC and everything. That would be a major... No, I think that's why like Microsoft looked into trying to acquire Discord, and then for some reason I forget why that deal fell apart. They needed that deal yeah. because they're 
Uh, and it might just be me. I don't know if it's my setting, but every single time I always have some sort of issue with Xbox's um, audio. On uh, whenever you use them, PC or just in general. Just in general. Just like general. right on the the Series X. Okay. Like it it feel it sounds bad, and then it kind of like feels bad. Like I, I haven't know. had that issue, but I'm also playing on a Series S. But I also. I do have issues when it comes to on PC, but I think that might be more of a headset issue for me, and I still need to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I wonder if it would be better if I was if I had like a wireless headset mm-hmm. that was plugged into the system. But I'm just plugging the headset. Actually, the headset that I'm using right now to listen to the fine audio from, uh, well, Johnny. Um, I, I plug that right into the controller and. It it works fine. I know my sister always has issues though, so I yeah I I, I don't know. Very very uh, frustrating. I think is the correct I the think correct term. I really wouldn't be surprised to see that at some point there will be a day where the actual voice functionality will be available on platforms as PlayStation and Xbox integrate more into emphasizing more on their games and services that they will see that there will be more benefits in being able to be cross-play friendly and stuff like that. Sure. I think what it's really going to take is a solid stake in Discord as a whole from everybody Mm -hmm. um, just to have it not have to be a separate component if they really, really wanted to integrate it in and just have that be an option that you can log into that instead of anything else for voice chat like when you're playing like just like you can go into your settings and be like oh do you want to use your group chat do you want to set up you know party chat do you want like how do you want it to set up and every first person shooter that's party based has those options where you can just be in the lobby and hear everybody um, but have the option of just going through discord and then boom there it is have your friends list that are all there have your little temporary rooms and stuff yeah yeah I think that's the that that should be the the ideal end game. Mm-hmm. But man, the the technological infrastructure reshuffle that would have to happen within so many games to make that a thing. I, I think well, that's just kind of the the. I think that's the. It's, it's one of those where like going forward we could start doing this would be fine, but man, for anything that's already existing would be such a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I think a lot of it should be just um, the first party relying. Multiple first parties relying on a third party to share their, like, audio. Or at least the option of being able to chat in that third party. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's smart. But, yeah, we'll see We'll see how that, that plays out as the landscape. Um, very quickly and drastically changes all the time, every day. <laughs> um, and speaking of some of that landscape change... Uh, Sticking with PlayStation, uh, they bought Bungie. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone's probably aware of that now. Um, this is a massive move on PlayStation's part here to pick up Bungie. It's yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I realize how big it, it is. Like how how important it is. It, it's it's big in general. Just thinking about it, right? But the move that they plan on making with the the purchase of Bungie. Um, that's that's where in my mind I'm like, do I really understand what they're trying to do? I think I do. I think what this is really about is not so much like 
any of Bungie's current IP or really even trying to get Bungie as a developer because if you look at the agreement, it sounds like Bungie will still remain a lot of independent autonomy for what they do. They will publish to whatever platforms they still want to publish to. They'll still um, decide what IP that they want to work on. Um, what this is about for PlayStation is that they want something that they can start developing a games of service platform and they went after uh, one of the most successful games of service, um, Destiny, in the hopes of understanding the technology that Bungie has developed to be able to support that kind of system. They want to try to go after um, being able to compete with things like Fortnite and everything. And that's what really Sony has, uh, has on their eye for this, is that they want... They're not after Bungie's IP. They want the tech that they were able to develop so that way they can integrate that into some of their existing IPs for um, multiplayer experiences because yeah. they understand that with a lot of the acquisitions that have been going on on the Microsoft side that they need to step up in their multiplayer support. They have single player, but they're quickly getting outpaced as far as uh, multiplayer goes. I think it's I think it's more than just that. That's that's a huge call out. That's a really good one because this as we've talked before multiple times here, Sony's biggest thing when it comes to multiplayer has been what other like companies have just been able to bring them and let them use. So right. like and it's been contracts with all the timed exclusivity and stuff like that. Um, I think this is huge because even if they keep Destiny multi-platform, which is the plan for Destiny 2, like it's it's cool. It's still continual money coming in for them. Just like we talked exactly. the other week about Microsoft potentially changing how the Call of Duty stores and stuff work um, to all having the money funnel straight to them instead through like a Call of Duty storefront instead of Xbox or PlayStation storefronts. Same thing could happen here. Um, but I, I think I remember reading that Another thing that Sony's kind of excited about is the potential of helping Bungie take some of these things and bring them to other forms of entertainment. Yep. Yeah. Um, like we I could think potentially see, you know, a Destiny movie or a Destiny series or something, which I think could be absolutely dope. Oh my gosh! If the you go idea back to the original, yeah, like if, if you yeah. go back to the original Destiny one pitches, which is what me and Jay were so nerding out Sold. before launch yeah like yeah. we were we spent like literal months just theorizing what and what the future would be and we were talking about how the original plan for destiny was to be like a tv show except as a video game you know season after season and i'd progress that story let things keep going right um, and if you get into like any of the deep lore for like what's going on in Destiny, there's so much that you can build on on that. And then also to contribute to that, I believe um, Bungie has acquired a uh, a Riot Games like cinematic artist or something like that to start beginning to work into yeah. uh, multimedia um, stuff for Destiny Two. Yeah, yeah, I actually saw that pretty recently. Um, but yeah, it. it 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 is it's it's such a it's such a crazy important deal for them and i guess this is i mean i would say this is uh a, a really good bargaining chip as well i wonder how well something like the conversation about the activision blizzard uh purchase for microsoft i wonder how that conversation with microsoft sony would have went if there wasn't something like bungie on the table right. that that they were picking up like I wonder if it would have been like, well, okay, we're offering 
this, what you know, what, what what do you have to offer that is going to keep us because it's a business, right? So, I, I wonder if this was part of that that conversation. Well, we'll you know we're buying Bungie. We're going to keep all of we'll keep Destiny and anything that they work on, uh, you know, on, on your systems as well. Like they let Microsoft know that they they've been working on a deal for months with Bungie and stuff like yeah. that. So that way Microsoft was aware that like. Uh, don't get too hasty with um, holding all the Activision Blizzard properties that work, right? Yeah. Because um, that way, everyone still remains being able to play nice. Yeah, I wonder if that was. I wonder if that was something that was discussed and on the table. I or guess like, because like this leads into another article that we have here, where um, their Call of Duty will still um, send out th- uh, at least three more games for PlayStation, despite the Activision deal. That, and that will be like two mainline games and then what was uh, I believe being referred to as Warzone 2 and if that and Warzone 2 sounds pretty much kind of like a next gen upgrade for the original Warzone and with that being a game of service platform if it is supposed to still release for PlayStation support for that will continue to be available for that and so that Call of Duty in a sense even if mainline games then become uh, Xbox exclusive, you still have a Call of Duty platform available on your PlayStation console. Yeah, yeah. and that, that pairs up with what we talked about the other week too, the fact that contractually so many of those games were in development at any given time, so it definitely right. makes, makes sense. That just kind of reaffirmed what we had thought about. Um, I just think that the Bungie thing is right now people are geeking hard and the ones we see raging are people that are like, oh, what, you guys bought one game, blah, 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 Destiny sucks now. It's like they didn't just buy a game. You have they to remember that their scope was so huge for what Destiny could have been until yeah. they got like bullied around and pushed around. You know, when they had kind of free reign to do what they wanted to, look at how awesome thing look at the awesome things we got from the get go. They they've given us such great things as Halo, even though they had to give that up to be able to leave Microsoft. Um, yeah, they were giving well, us mean, destiny, and they were doing great, and and then they got started getting nickel and dimed, and like pushed around more by what Activision wanted, when Activision was big on yearly releases. We want this blockbuster yearly. So on Halo, there is there is a little bit of a thing. I think Bungie moved away from Halo more amicably than really kind of gave it up. They wanted to be able to move on to other things because I I did some digging on this to try to see where this. Really, Bungie actually left Microsoft after Halo 3 was done. Then they made ODST and Reach after they were uh, independent of Microsoft. And then after Reach, they said, we're done with Halo. And anybody who wanted to continue work on Halo, they developed 343 Studios within Microsoft there. But I think the reason why Bungie moved away from Halo is because they really wanted to do Destiny. And they kind of were playing putting a lot of the seeds into that with ODST and Halo Reach. I mean, even ODST, you look back at, like, some there's, some, like, some Easter eggs in there that allude to things like the a poster that looks like the Traveler is there hovering above the Earth, Earth and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a really, yeah. like, <clears throat> all of these people are connected, like PlayStation and Bungie yeah. and Activision and Microsoft they're all connected and they've all all of them have owned or have been like the owner of Bungie at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it really is weird. Funny. 
But it kind of also plays into the whole thing where, like, um, when Phil Spencer was saying that, like, they don't view uh, PlayStation as, like, the true competition that they need to be worried about, that their sites are more concerned on, like, what is Google doing and what is Facebook doing and right. what is Amazon doing. That's who they see as the real... The real threat. threat. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think that's something that would have been in the conversation five years ago. Yes. You know? Just looking at, especially something like Facebook. Right. It's, yeah, especially with, and as much as I hate getting into this, but we're going to just have to accept that this is a thing that these companies are barreling towards is the concept of whatever the hell um, the metaverse is that everyone seems to be getting in on. And yeah. I think that's a big part of like why we're seeing a lot of these major acquisitions is that if there is any type of company that is going to be the best suited for creating like interactive, um, immersive environments and worlds, it's the video game industry. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of these acquisitions going on here because they are buying up stakes and that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly it. All right. Um, moving on from that... Um, and oh, just continuing on with Sony. But see, yeah, yeah, not completely moving away, but um, as far as the the Bungie stuff, there are so yeah. many moving pieces in there that one came to light, which is how much of that money that Sony is putting out there is going where? Directly to the developers, which is amazing yeah. to see. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly what you want to hear. One, $1. billion is going to be going towards retaining talent. Um, yeah. And I think that is an awesome thing I've seen people that are reading that as a negative somehow I don't understand that yeah. the, the, the reasons I'm getting from people that are reading that as a negative are oh what are these people just being pushy and saying you know what I don't want to get sold out I'm going to quit unless you give me this like people don't realize that even if you even the people that work for big places like Bungie still probably don't make as much money as you think they do very true there's this huge misconception out there that if you work for such a big name like that, then you have to be pretty well off and you shouldn't complain about what you make. When it's right. like, I don't know, man, CD Projekt Red is also very well known and look at how much bad stuff we heard about how they were you know, paid and, and treated and look at how badly people are treated in other places that we've seen over the past few months. Sometimes there's well, no I mean, amount of money that can make that better. But, well, I mean, look at the pay disparity that was going on with Activision Blizzard between yeah. what the execs were being paid and the people that were actually doing the work were getting paid. Like, is this going to be a balanced, like, rollout of money amongst everybody? Doubtful. Like, there's still people no. that are going to get way more than others, but it's cool to see a company do the thing, which is, hey, we're going to give you guys more money. Well, it, to yeah. straight up start with, we're going to give you more money. It's the that's maximum the, they can do. Right. It's the right. opposite well, of every other company ever. There, there and are then, so many times where people want to quit a job, and management is like, "Well, aside from money, what could we have done to keep you?" And it's like, right. money, money would have been a pretty big one on there. So, you're, what you're yeah. telling me is, you just stick your fingers in your ear and go, "La la 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 la." You don't want to hear how to keep me. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then I think this also points to like what we were talking about earlier. Like the reason why they're acquiring Bungie is because they want their development team, they want their tech, they want the people who are most familiar with it. 
And so in Sony's best interests, it makes so much sense to do what they can to keep as much talent as they possibly can um, going forward here. Yeah. Yeah. Big. Okay, okay. Pause. Pause. Everybody? Sound guy in the back? Can we have a second? All right, listener. If you can... Please go review us on a podcast service of your choice. We'd appreciate that. Help people find us. You know, we grow a little bit. It, it, it just, you know, it'd mean a lot to us. I feel like, you know, we do this. You help us that. We grow a little bit. Everyone's working together. You're kind of part of the team. And I, I know everyone here would really appreciate that, except Johnny. Johnny hates everything, so it's fine. Now back to the show. Let's see. Do we have any other Sony-related things? Let's. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like anything else Sony-related. No. However, I will say we did touch base on fearing the competition. Um, yeah. You, know, you said earlier Microsoft kind of fearing the comp- or everyone kind of fearing the competition of what is Amazon doing, what is Google doing, what is everyone else doing. Right. Um, I, I well. love the recent news that we just got <laughs> about Google. Oh and yeah, yeah. Google. All all I'm gonna say is that I'm glad I didn't drop uh, money on one of those awesome Stadia deals during the holiday. Yeah, because they, right. Google has kind of shifted to deprioritize Stadia, and they're kind of looking at more streaming deals at this point. So, so yeah, they're sticking with their uh, fantastic ability um, to throw money at something, and then when it doesn't work, pull the plug quickly because they didn't understand what they were trying to do. Yeah, it did it. I don't know if they can be. I don't know if they can be in this market, the market that they're trying. That I feel like they can't be in the physical game space market with a physical item. Right. I, I think every time that something like that happens, they're like, "Oh, this isn't giving us, you know, like billions of dollars in revenue." Well, that's not worth it then. Right. Uh, it just. This is one that I did kind of see coming, just because of their history with other tech that they. Oh, I mean, we all saw it coming. That's yeah. that's 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 definitely it. We all saw it coming. Um, I think that's why I was so hesitant, and Jay was so hesitant over the holiday season to not jump on one of the amazingly good Stadia deals that were out there. It was close too. It there was, was close, so many, folks. Like there was one deal where you needed to buy a game. You could have paid like twenty bucks to get your Stadia. I had it in the cart. I had it in I the cart, too. and I was looking at the payment screen, and I was right. like, "Man, Same. this is a good deal." Same. I was like, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the. When am I? When am I going to use this? When am I going <laughs> to use this?" That's right. the thing that kept coming back. It's like, do I need to play Cyberpunk again? But then it was I like, would love to, but do I need to? But it was also for me like a part of do I want that piece of history on my shelf? And That's that was the other awesome. big one. Yeah. But I, I talked myself out of it because I knew this was going to happen. I knew that Google is a one-trick pony. They cannot focus on more than one thing at once. Um, and yeah. that I knew it wasn't going to last. Uh, but that's, that's just one less real fear for now that they can have. Right. But that doesn't mean that money still isn't being thrown around everywhere. Um, this has been a very acquisition and investment heavy news week already mm-hmm. and there was more money thrown around like crazy um, you know we hear that like okay Google's not that cool we don't have to worry about Google anymore um, but what's another safe bet throwing money into other gaming companies and 
for the second time, you know, we found out this week that we see the Saudi government buying really large stakes in game companies. Um, yeah, and, and Brian, you had a good point about this specifically. Um, with saying that they're just trying to get in on oh the the stake like what I was talking about with like everyone trying to get in on like the metaverse tech and stuff like that, which is just becoming more and more of a thing. Even though no one really knows exactly what that is going to be 10, 20, 30 years down the road, but a lot of this is just um, people trying to get in on the ground floor so they already have a financial stake in what is going to happen here, mm-hmm. whatever may happen. So I, I do have to ask because we don't really know what the metaverse is. The metaverse, at this point, when you look at it in like a, as a whole, they want it to be everything, right? They um, want it to be. They want it to be PlayStation Home. They want it to be <laughs> the pin, quintessential distraction from the fact that our world is literally on fire. Yeah. So we so fucked up the, our world, our physical world, so bad. So let's just build ourselves a digital world and try to not pay attention to it. Which is exactly what PlayStation Home was. Yeah. You, it, you could literally go shopping in PlayStation Home. Yeah. And then literally go back to your home and display those things that you bought shopping on a shelf if you wanted. It, it, it makes me think of... God. I can't I, wait I'm to sure hang my guys, NFTs. I can't wait. I, I'm sure you guys watched <laughs> it, the terrible uh, video of the Walmart virtual reality shopping experience. I will... Oh, my God. <laughs> It's like all the inconveniences of online shopping mixed with all the inconveniences of brick and mortar shopping and none of the benefits. <laughs> at the end, they're like, and you can pick up your uh, everything that you bought here at Walmart physically in in the real world. Yeah, so it's like, this it draws into the question, time. like, where is this happening at? Like, am I at home or am I in, like, some pod out in the Walmart parking lot and this is going yeah. on? <laughs> Where people are coming up to the window. Hey, do you uh do you need that window fixed or is yeah. it like there's always somebody in the Walmart parking lot that's always trying to sell something or there's oh it's about to get a lot more inconvenient. It, it, folks. It's going to get weird. It's going to get. I think it is basically like NFTs. Metaverse has become the catch-all, be-all. Um, phrase that a lot of businesses are trying to look into as a means to make money but yet a lot of people don't quite understand it but we're barreling towards it anyways and I think this is just part of it is that we're trying to build up financial stake in something that because like what other company is going to be most likely attuned to being able to develop an interactive immersive world or environment it's video game companies. And yeah. so that's why you're seeing a lot of money being thrown into video game well, companies. At this with, with this article, though, this, this one specifically I don't think is necessarily tied to the metaverse aspect of it because this is the second time that the Saudi government has dumped money into to secure large stakes in a game company. Uh, last time it was SNK. So right. it isn't like the huge name companies, but it's like the consistent safe bet companies. It's ways that they can just grow their net worth even more. And I I will say, and if Austin was here, he'd have more to say about it too, but 
Um, I, I stopped supporting SNK the other year after the news came out. So I, I stopped buying any SNK products because the Saudi government is still led by the same guy that ordered the death of a journalist a few years back. Um, oh, yeah. And it gets into that very dirty side of I don't want their money investing into things that I love because that makes the things that I love dirty. Um, and yeah. with it's them, trying to pick your battles with where you can and being, you know, just basically being smart about what products you buy and your, you know, it's kind of like along the lines of part of the reasons why I'm vegetarian personally because like I'm trying to put my money in areas that aren't, um, you know. Even though I know I'm personally just a drop in the bucket, and when the grand scheme of things, at least for me personally, it is something that is off my conscience that I know that where yeah, I'm like, putting my money is a better place than where a lot of these places are going. Yeah, Sorry. this news coming out because the Saudi government is now buying massive stakes in Capcom and Nexon is huge. Um, right. Because I love way too much Capcom. You guys know that. Like, yeah. I support and love Capcom so much. And. For a minute, I was even thinking that, like, what if Capcom's, like, one of the next acquisitions that happens or something? And then now I don't think that's going to be the case because this Unless, just It could still be the case. Yeah, it still be the case, and the Saudi government is doing this thinking that this might be the case because then they could get, like, a major dividend payout or something like that upon that acquisition com being completed. Yeah, And, it's, and that it still could be... makes me feel so, so dirty. It makes oh, me yeah. feel so, so disgusting about it. Um, because would I love to play the new King of Fighters that SNK dropped? Yes. Will I? No. Um, I, I, if, if this is going to hurt so much Capcom stuff going forward that now if re a new Resident Evil gets announced or a new Mega Man gets announced, I'm going to hurt very badly. I don't know how I'll feel about it. And this is why I, I, I don't like the idea of governments being able to invest back into private companies like this. Right. Yeah. It's the worst part. Especially of for non-emergency situations and stuff It like taints that. everything. Yeah. Um, this is literally just a to generate revenue for their country. Not even for their country. For their leadership. For their yeah. scummy leadership. And I hate it. Because it's the Saudi government buying stake in it to support the royal family. It's not going to be to help support the country as a whole because they don't give a damn about most of the country as a whole. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I I don't think it takes Capcom off the uh, in, uh, off the old menu, but uh, it it does kind of make it. It gives you pause. Yeah, it, it's the same thing as like Take Two, and then buying. Zanga, it's like, are they in the conversation for someone that could be acquired by one of these people looking to, you know, snatch up as much real estate as they can? Right. Well, I mean, it's... It, when reading through it, it's it's dumb because it, it's the Kingdom's Public Investment Fund, the PIF. Um, most recently, aside from the SNK stuff that was huge... Um, they bought almost 40 million shares of Activision Blizzard back in 2020. Yeah. Um, and then seeing all the stocks significantly drop and them to kind of lose a bunch of money and stuff on it, um, they, they're they still probably going to be getting a ton of money kickback from the Microsoft acquisition, so they're getting the money back on it that way. But it still is just, it, it's just that gross middle move that I think that's they're just, where they're they're like, just buying it up and then holding on to it and then like doing that 
and I, I feel so conflicted. Like, I don't want them to have any kind of hands or possible, like, growth from the things that I love. Because right. I support freedom and equality and not murder. So <laughs> knowing that they can take that money and that's kind of what's happening is they're, they're utilizing the profits from that to do these awful, awful things. And I we've seen it in the news and it's just been absolutely awful. It, just, it makes right. me sick. It's something I do not like at all. And with all of these shuffles going around and all of these acquisitions and all of these investment opportunities, this is not the news I wanted to read. This is not the news I wanted to read when we're at the beginning of the year, and as far as I know right now, Capcom doesn't have anything big set to come out that I'm excited for. So now I'm afraid of a new announcement, because then it's going to be something I really want, and I'm not going to be able to let myself get it. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it is tough, and that's one of those things that there's nothing we can do about, do about it. You know, the, it, it would have to be the company... I don't even well, know. Is don't there know anything if, that like, they can even do about it? If they're publicly traded, there's nothing. There's not really much that they can do unless they decide, like, oh, we don't want to be publicly traded anymore. Um, but even and I'm going to go back not, to saying I'm not publicly even traded companies with... are stupid. Yeah. After working for publicly traded companies most of my life, it's awful because it means the actual company that knows better gets none of the deciding factors. Right. Terrible. All right. Well, uh,. Shifting back to an article that we skipped over completely because of how we just did not think about organization on this. Uh, uh, it's yeah. flowing into a good podcast, though, I think. Speaking, I think speaking so of too. giving up on things. Yeah, Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft, straight up. Hey, we know you guys uh, really, you know, we tried to sell you on Hyperscape. Uh, well, we're done with that instead. Well, uh, didn't Hyperscape get taken offline for a year, and did it ever come back? I don't, did it get taken offline for a year? I, I almost want to say, like, I remember saying, it's like, yeah, there's some issues going on with this thing, so we're going to take this offline for a while or something like that. It was maybe you just Maybe you just play. uninstalled it for, like, a year. <laughs> I mean, out. great, that could just that be did, a little bit of the case, I did too. do that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, the game wasn't bad. No, it, it it had a lot of um, it introduced a lot of verticality elements and to the battle royale genre and stuff. Yeah, and that was that was fun that was about cool. it. But like, it there was beyond that, there really wasn't too much else that really kind of had me hooked on it. I thought the time to kill for um, was a little bit too long from what it should be mm -hmm. um, during the gunplay. It, it felt even longer than, say, like, Halo um, uh, time to kill when you're fighting people Yeah. Um, at times. Granted, it's been a while since I even played it, so I can't really say, and now I will never be able to because it's, <laughs> it's gone. Um, lo looking to, if, if you are in the market for uh, a, a vertical battle royale shooter kind of thing... Um, uh, bloodlines, or it's not bloodlines. It's a uh, vampire the masquerade have okay. blood hunt uh, coming up, and that is very vertical. Uh, whereas hyperscape was um, interiors that you uh, can, they, can can go through, which yeah, was they cool. 
Um, they had a lot of, like, they used a lot of their assets of, from, like, Paris, France in the Assassin's Creed games. Where, like, they had a replica of the Cathedral of Notre Dame, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a few other buildings from a few def- other, like, locales and stuff in this area. Yeah, yeah. And Hyperscape was kind of like, uh, the, the map was kind of like a hodgepodge, like, patchwork put together City, of yeah. all of these different, like, places. And, um, and it, like I said, it had interiors where Blood Hunt is less interiors, but you're a vampire. You can literally just climb the outside of a building and get right. on top of it. Um, and, and, the, and the movement really lends to that. It, this game had, like, a really cool... I mean, granted, it was definitely, like, a Ready Player One type of um, premise to it, but they tried to do, like, the same typical Ubisoft shared world experience with like their other titles kind of deal but the thing that kind of fell for it is like none of the things that you could earn or unlock didn't seem I don't know enticing or I wasn't really interested in like trying to unlock anything in there like whole skins or anything like that yeah um movement was fun but like it, it was a good attempt and I feel like maybe if they worked with it more, but I guess they tried to and just couldn't get it to where they wanted to go. Yeah, I just feel like they're bailing out of that out of that space. And I, I wonder if it, I wonder if it's just like, hey, this is the new big thing. Let's see if this is kind of like that Cliffy B approach to mm-hmm. like he even tried to do one of those. I don't know if you remember yep. that. What I remember. I never heights. tried it, but I do remember that. I actually did. I tried it. I liked it. Um, it felt good to win at yeah. a battle royale game, <laughs> like get first place. Um, but I think they're going that that same route Cliffy B went. Like, and now it's 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 right. not my space. So, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, with with Ubisoft, you know, dropping support on something, it, it was kind of nice to have at least a couple of companies bring up the fact that hey, uh, we're working on something. Yeah. Um, not a lot of details on what, but uh, you know, we got sure. some we got some Rockstar news this week. Indeed, we did. Man, did we get some Rockstar <laughs> news? This uh, well, it's very there's, Rockstar. It's very Rockstar of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that so, was gold. Oh, that was so good. They, they basically go like, "Hey, you guys are really stoked, right? About maybe a new Grand Theft Auto title." And everyone gets like big eyes, and they're like, "We're working on that." And and everyone's it. like. That's the announcement? <laughs> like, that was it? There's nothing... You're just gonna... Uh, why did I even... Why did I oh, even... Man. It was, it was, well, it, it, was it makes me... It, it, it almost makes me wonder if they actually even had started on this. Like, this is actually them saying, it's like, oh, now we're starting to work on GTA 6. No, I, because I they were... They were working... Well, they were working on the remasters of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas... And, you know, they came out the way that they came out. And then they had to fix them. <laughs> they um, came out the way that they came out. Yeah. They're fine now. <laughs> they're, 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 um. <laughs> they came out squealing, kill me. <laughs> and then, and then the community hit them in the head with a shovel and Rockstar had to go back and fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rockstar also you, had to give a bunch of money away. <laughs> be like, you didn't see that. You didn't see that. 
But on top of that, they were they've also been simultaneously working on GTA Five uh, next gen console versions and GTA Online next gen console versions, which is standalone. Uh, yeah, as standalone, this is supposed to come out, I believe, in March. Two oh. years ago? Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was it's supposed to, be holiday, to come out right? a, you know a while ago, but now is distinctly slated to come out, I believe, next month. So yeah, it's supposed those, to be mid March. Okay. Yeah. So with those two wrapping up, my guess is that oh, now we're going to go all in on GTA Six. Uh, I th- I think that what we're going to get staff for GTA Five Online. I, I think that what we're going to get is because of this. I think it's all very planned out. I think that we got this whole like yeah we're we're working on that. And I think that what we're going to get is later this year, um, around like E three ish time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying E3 because we still don't know what that even means anymore. Um, well, I think E3 officially isn't going to be happening this yeah, year. It'll probably like, be it's like, like it's, another... It's, it's just going to be that time that we're going to end up getting some kind of proper announcement with maybe a trailer. Summer like, My says. guess would be yeah. like a coming holiday 2022. Um, dun, dun. Or no, not even 2022. I think it'll be like a coming blah, 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 2023. And then we'll see it push back to 2024. Um, I, I don't see it happening this year. That's because they're just now dropping us five again. They'll, they'll expect us to play that for another multiple years. But they'll they'll probably set like a wide window just to be able to let it get bumped out of it. So I would expect like a 2023 announcement and then it get pushed back to 2024. Um, but I think that this is just the beginning of them like setting up their chess table to start making announcements. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, it, it was kind of like a to the community, hey, we're doing this, this, and then we're wrapping uh, and, and moving into whatever the next thing looks like. And I think they have a really mm-hmm. good plan for that. Breaking away, and I've said it forever, breaking Grand Theft Auto Online out of the main game is the move. You need to do that so you can continue have a team focused on that and then continue feeding into that. Right. With the new games. And not have to worry about dealing with any of the single player um, assets or anything like that. Right. Right. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of having um, man, a rock star world. Just a rock star world. In, I, I'm, I'm really stuck on it recently. I, I want more games to uh, uh, like adopt the idea, and it's something that Call of Duty does, where you can pick and choose what you want to load. Um, and I think Destiny like, could benefit from it. Um, if you only want multiplayer, if you only want this or that. Yeah, zombies or yeah, campaign you know, you info. Think, you're saying that like that could be a potential solution for like the fact that like they vault content in Destiny and stuff. Yeah. Like Instead of vaulting it, it's just like, hey, it, you can choose which aspects you have installed on there. It'll be to you the detriment of your hard drive. Yes. But you'll have the ability to have, like, I only want the these areas set up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, do but, you want the Destiny blah, 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 Destiny 1 expansion installed? Right. Because yes or no? already it's kind of like that when you boot it up. Like, it's all kind of there, but you're walled off depending on what you've bought or have not bought. So. Yeah. And, and imagine that in a Rockstar universe. Yeah. Do you want Liberty City? <laughs> Right. Do you want San Andreas? Like, yeah, it, you, that is a progression. Or a city or something like that. That's the progression I could see those guys going with because that's what they do. Right. Like, they, they, oh, they've always done that. They're like, um, 
like, okay, Grand Theft Auto 4, you know, let's have these three characters and let's see how the DLC is, how we can intertwine them. Mm -hmm. And that was the test for, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5, where you literally have three characters that are all intertwined and you can switch between them seamlessly. Right. Like, what's the next step? What's the next evolution for that? And I think it's the world. Right. That's the solution. That's the problem they don't have a solution for yet. Yeah. So, interesting news from those guys. Interesting news, but no real news from Rockstar. Um, And the other is um, kind of out of left field, Crisis. Um, Crisis 4. Crisis 4. With a very Metroid 4 announcement. It is almost copying their homework. (laughs) Yeah. Though I will say that, like, I think Crisis 4 has a little bit more to it than what Metroid Prime 4 had. Yeah, as far as the trails, for sure. Yeah. Um, And if if you pay attention to the technology that these guys use, um, this is definitely something to be excited about. If you are into something that is visually stimulating. Oh, yeah. um, Do you want to break your PC? Yeah, yeah. This is the... Yeah, but this can is... Can it run Crisis? Can <laughs> exactly. it run Crisis? Yeah. Um, and them announcing a new one is telling you no. No, it cannot. <laughs> so, it, they just have, like, Crisis 4... <laughs> Crisis 4 working title announcement. And this is straight from their, you know, their... Um, YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Um, and, and most of their social medias, of course, all, all played this. Um... This is not really an announcement for the game. It's actually an announcement for career opportunities. Exactly. The exact thing that I was talking about earlier in the show. Um, Yeah, this is more of a, hey, are you good at this? Come work for us. Yes. Um, And I cannot tell you how many times I've applied at jobs at, uh, at, um, at that company for their Frankfurt office. Mm -hmm. That would be just amazing. Um, yeah, I, I imagine that you probably wouldn't want to be in the Kiev office at the moment. Probably not. No. 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 Well, I don't know. No, Pending world events <laughs> right now. Probably a high-stress environment at the moment. Actually, let's see what they even have going on. Oh, they give off. They give out a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of different things. Learning and development. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Language courses uh, and... They always in, in most of their um, most of their job listings they have like a, they they prefer that you speak English as your main language. Really? Yeah, and it's a bonus if you speak. Um, it's a bonus if you speak the like what whatever the main language is of the office that you're going to. Okay. Um, but it doesn't necessarily disqualify you if you don't speak that because they'll teach you that language. That's a crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, they want like, you to be able to. There's relate. a part of me that's kind of like doing the dumb and dumb thing. It's like, so you're saying there's a chance? They're telling me there's a chance. Isn't um, that right, Nux? There's a chance. They have a lot of things open, and the exciting thing to see here is the junior titles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard to get a junior spot in any place, and seeing one junior spot open um, on, on someone's job board is pretty big um and they have i've i've just been kind of like scrolling through um oh 
six, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten plus um, junior positions l loaded here. It looks like they're just like apply. Like we want to see what yeah. like what you're capable and what you're able to do. Um, so yeah. I look at cool. this stuff and I'm like, I wish I knew programming and stuff like that and wasn't just a systems engineer. <laughs> For sure, and programming yeah. programming is tough to learn, but yeah. you can do it. You can do it for sure. I'm sure I could. It's just having the time and be, the energy to be able to do it. Dedication. That's, that's that's my problem and stuff. For sure. Yeah, and the good resources to be able to do it too. All right. You know, all the key things. I think we have two two left. Um, I don't know. Why, why don't we start with the um, fact that Wordle. <laughs> was bought by the New York Times. Yeah. One person made this, right? Yes. Um, it was a guy whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head, but he essentially oh, made it for his wife, um, just a game, to be able to, uh, you know, guess what the word of the day is. And you have X amount of tries to do it. Josh and Wardle. then everyone can brag about it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and completely fill up your newsfeed. The very first game that I ever <laughs> created is basically this at a smaller scale. Um, and yeah. it's very upsetting to me that the very first game that I created is was a number version of this. Okay. Um, and you could have just done a, a it, letter version. It and, could have been a letter version. And you could have uh, gotten a six-figure offer from the New York Times. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> a little bit, I'd imagine. Um, but... Since since we've seen a ton of other yeah, I think my favorite thing is that some people are like number shaming it and they're saying, "Well, it's a low seven figure sum." It's still a seven it's figure like, sum, bro. What it's do you still mean? seven. That's still life changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and but definitely good for good for him though. You know. Yeah, I mean this something. Wordle was something that blew up for him that he really probably had no anticipation of because like. Like I said earlier, like this was something that he built for his wife, right? And it, it am I wrong? It's not new, right? Uh, it had been around for a while. I don't okay. know about that. It just picked up as it, it, it. It's been for a minute, but it just really picked up. People found I've, it. I yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it had been out for a while, yeah. and then now let's see. I was just seeing what the <laughs> low seven figures like. Get out of here. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot of people actually, are Wordle, kind of like... Wordle dropped last October, so it, oh, it's okay. been a super so it is, long yeah. time, but like it did, it just boomed. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I started seeing newsfeed posts about it on Twitter around like November or something, so that's not too bad for it to gain this kind of popularity. Um, I know a lot of people are upset because like they're probably... Like initially, it'll still remain free, Um for at least a few years, I think is what the speculation is, but more than likely you'll probably go behind New York Times' subscription paywall and stuff. Oh yeah, but they're going to paywall it for sure. They've already basically said that because they, they're only saying for initially it will remain free for new and existing uh, people. Right. But in in this day and age, I'm kind of okay with it because there is a bit of a crisis going on when it comes to funding journalism. And That's if true. it... And if this is a way to get people to pay for news so that way news can be a bit more independent uh, of, like, sponsorships and stuff like that, so that way they can make... There's a better chance of, like, 
uh, journalistic integrity yeah, and, and it not being skewed. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm not a fan of paywalling journalism in any way, and I think that's still one of the leading problems that we have with this country for the past few years. Um, right. So anything that gives companies more of a reason to keep a paywall there is still upsetting to me. Um, it's yeah. it's going to be but one of those where there's no winner, and it it's it sucks. Yeah. And as soon as it goes officially under Wall Street or under under New York Times, I'm done playing. Like I, I still play it every once in a while. Like I still do it daily at midnight when it hits, just because it's something I can do, and because I haven't missed one yet. But for me, it actually might be the opposite because for a very long time I've contemplated get picking up a subscription for the New York Times because I listen to the daily on well on a daily basis and everything and this would be a way to support that and with them having this and honestly like this isn't the first game that the New York Times has like they have like other stuff like a spelling bee and a crossword where it's just basic like wordplay games and stuff like that um, that's part of the subscriptions and with this being a part of it I, I'm okay with this sure yeah and this might actually it, like I might more seriously consider getting uh a subscription at this point here too. I'm not going to lie. I keep looking at the um, articles that you're post um, hold, posting up here on Kotaku on your screen, Jay, mm -hmm. and I keep seeing this thing uh, about Fortnite with some giant monster that this dude keeps feeding stuff to. I'm like, what has ha been going what is on happening? Fortnite? Yeah, it is moving toward its final evolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last article. Um, this might have been the last thing that you added to the. Yeah, one of the last things you added, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, but the Switch is now Nintendo's biggest selling console of all time. Jesus, home console. You still home console. they still have a little bit to go to beat the Nintendo DS. Yes. So um, the uh, we had sold a hundred and one million units, whereas. The Switch has now... Switch is interesting, because it is both a home and away from home console. Right. Um, and they are including in the Switch OLED and the um, the the other version that doesn't have the docking station port. The, name the Light. The Switch Light in yeah. with the sales of this. But the Switch has sold uh, 103.5 million units, which has surpassed the Wii's. 101 million units, but it's still just a little bit short of the DS's 154 million units. Right, but I, Nintendo had also recently announced that they are still like in the middle of the Switch's life cycle, so there's still plenty of time to this be for this yeah. to surpass the um, the Nintendo DS. Yeah, just to become their the the mega champion of Nintendo products, <laughs> and just in console sales in overall too. I would think yeah. like would the DS be considered like the hot, like the most sold con console ever of all time? No, PS2 sure. is. I think PS2. PS2. Okay. Yeah, PS2 sold a, sold over 155 million, so yeah. the okay. DS family was right behind it. God. And by that you have DS, DS Lite and DSi. Um, the 3DS family was a significant drop off, but the DS was about 154. Um, and then uh the Game Boy and Game Boy Color was right below that at 118. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So nice. I, most I lately updated, how. you know, PS4 and Nintendo Switch are up there. Like that's that's one of the big crazy ones is that we're still going to see the PS4 climb because they're still making them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. 
All right, but that is the show. Um, this month we did skip out on uh, our monthly show. Um, there are, of course, all the standard things. There's games with gold, um, where you can pick up. Uh, it looks like Broken Serpent Five, Aerial Knights Never, Aerial Knights Never Yield, Hydrophobia, and Band of Bugs. Whereas PlayStation Plus, you can get EA Sports uh, UFC Four, uh, Planet Coaster Console Edition, which is um, your PS Five game, and then. Uh, the standalone Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep uh, Wonderland's one-shot adventure. Just in time for Wonderland's coming out next month. Yes. Um, a, a very bummer month for both, though. Like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like they've Sony gave us the handsome collection already, which means you already have you you probably already have Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep just as part of Borderlands Two. Right. Yeah. So, Womp. <laughs> it's, it's the it's it's whatever um yeah. but as well talking about some of the big games of the month um I, I think there is something here for everybody not jumping into you know a ton of indie stuff um but you know uh, of course we've already had dying light 2 coming out to very mixed reviews i'm enjoying it um but uh you know i i'm still not like crazy into it the combat's um, but as well, we have uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West coming out on the 18th, I believe. Um, the DLC, uh, the the Witch Queen Witch. expansion for Destiny 2. Yep. And then on the 25th, we have Elden Ring. Yep. Um, so those are some of the big boys of the month. Johnny, do you know of any? Uh, uh, I, I know you mentioned some indie games as well. There are Before we way too many good-looking indie games. Um, one that I'm actually looking forward to, though, that I'm going to have to pick up is Eglia Rebirth. And the reason is the the team that's behind that one. So if if, uh, if anyone gets a chance to actually look at Eglia Rebirth and play a little bit of it, it's uh, a weird RPG, um, but it's some of the guys that worked on the, the Mana series. So... Um, character design, just overall visual aesthetic. It's it's very like Legend of Mana vibey. So I'm probably gonna grab mm -hmm. that one just for the nostalgia factor on how it looks. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and as always, we're always for some reason repping our guys over at releases.com because they do such a like they're doing God's work. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> Keeping these things in order and 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 doing doing just such a good job on that. Um, go check that out. You can of course sort it by month and year, just to kind of narrow it down to what you're interested in um, for you know the month, so you can kind of prioritize. Yeah, um, and you can you can prep for next month because man, are there a lot coming? Oh, um, on uh, what is today? The sixth. Today is the sixth, so we are less so, than a full month away from. From triangle strategy dropping, and 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 this <laughs> podcast will come out uh, Monday the seventh, right. and then on the eighth you have Ollie Ollie World, which looks amazing. That's um, right. I was actually talking with Ian a bit about that. Uh, Wait, is yesterday. Ollie Ollie World the game that's like everything? Uh, no, no. This one oh, is like a skateboarding. Okay. Yeah, I'm, it's it, it's a very very silly skateboarding game. Oh, that I know I'm excited I'm about. That's something different. The one that's like. Like the hyper real like, in, I don't know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I the I art style for Ali Ali World reminds me of like something like Ooblets. 
Yes. Um, oh, it, it got overlooked again, guys. Sifu. Uh, Sifu comes out in a couple days. It does. Yep. I, is and that the 8th as well? It's the 8th. It's getting really, really good early reviews. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up the show. i got to go stop my dog from licking his damn paw. Um, All right. <laughs> but if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games and check all the top news and video game stuff over there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. And as well, over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live just like this. Um, and for Mammoth Games Inc., uh, I'm Jay. Uh, with me this week, we have Johnny. You can find me at Johnny Riot on every little social media thing you look at. Yes, you can. And as well, Brian. You can find me at, on Twitter at, at Major Potty. And I'm at Night Swarm. Thanks for joining us, guys. Arrivederci.